Last night uh, at the 5 o'clock mass, uh, before we got started, Craig, uh, our lector, uh, said to me, have you seen the comet yet? And I said, uh, no, I only saw about it on television, but I haven't gone out to see it and what time and all that. And actually, he went up to Angela's Crest and, and um, got a magnifier and everything and, and took pictures of it. But the thing was, and he says to me, you know, that comet is as far away as Mercury as the planet Mercury. And I thought it was just a perfect statement to make before the Mass because it, it speaks what the first reading speaks about, that God is, is, you know, this God of all creation. You see this comet, it, it's got to be huge, and it's got to be bright as can be, or it's lit up tremendously by the sun, I don't know which, but it's got to be huge that you can see it with the naked eye, barely, but naked eye from Earth. And, and that is a little tiny piece of our universe, a, a tiny piece. There are supposed to be more than a, a couple million um, uh, galaxies, and the galaxy has billions of stars. It's just, it's just incredible. And God is everywhere, and God is in everything, and everything is in God, and it's just vast. So the first statement of the readings today, I think, should put us at this place. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll use the most intelligent expression, a way of responding to this vastness of God. Oh, it's huge. It should just humble us. It should take us to our knees to appreciate how great the grandeur of God. So in that context, the second reading also makes beautiful sense. And Paul is trying to describe what happens inside of us when we are relating to our God. When we, when we get it that God is so huge and that we are so, like, like a piece of dust, we're so little, um, it's so humbling that sometimes we might say, how do I address this God? Or, or how do I even speak of God? Or how do I try to understand this God? So he says, our spirit groans groans inside. It, it can't even find the words, just groans. And the Spirit of God comes and connects with our spirit and makes sense out of our groans. God knows what we're wanting and wishing for and hoping for. In fact, most of us, I think, it's in moments of desperation or moments when we, we just don't know the way. And, and we don't come up with a, with a fine explanation or a logical thing. God, I need you to do this and that. We just go, oh God, have mercy, God. Please, God. Please, God. If somebody listening saying, please what? I don't know. Just please. That's the groaning of the spirit that our God knows and connects with. So, having said that, the gospel is sitting in this beautiful context of these first two readings and the responsorial psalm. And Jesus, appropriately, once again, is speaking about the kingdom of God, and he does it the best way he knows how in parables. There are ways of making comparisons, and, and it's, not a, it's not a scientific description of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, but it's, it's a way of getting at it. And today he uses three parables that speak of growth. Growth. Now, growth um, would suggest, usually, I think, that something is getting bigger, more complicated, uh, there's more of it. 
And so we say, uh, oh, the fortune is growing. Or, uh, oh, he just keeps growing. Look how he's 6'3 now. And, you know, or, or whatever. It usually suggests, you know, more. But we use it the opposite, too. We say, oh, God, my finances are growing smaller and smaller and smaller all the time. Growing smaller. But we can say that. Something is growing less, growing smaller, growing in the opposite direction. Maybe the word growing really is just speaking about changing. Some things change more and some things change less. And actually, if we know our science, everything is changing that is like decaying. And, and it's, it's coming, everything has an end. Even metal. There's atoms all over this stuff, and they're, I don't know science well, but, but they're so uh, intensely connected that the steel is pretty strong, but it's, it's getting weaker day by day in a minuscule way. You can't, can't even measure it, but, but everything is, you know, it's changing all the time, all the time. But Jesus, in using these three parables of growth, focuses us on different things. So for in the first example, um, when he speaks about the um, man having his uh, good seed sown in, the w in his field, and then at night some creep comes in and puts some weed seeds in there, and then as it starts growing, the, the laborers are saying, oh my God, look it, there's weeds here. Somebody did this. And he says, an enemy, an evil person. So they say, should we go tear out those weeds? And he says, no, no, no. If you do, you might pull out the weed too. So he says something very interesting. Just let them grow together. There will come a day of reckoning when we separate them. When we separate them. That's one kind of growth. And that's going on in us all the time. Let's face it, we're all sinners. Nobody's perfect. And, and the good and the bad, the strong and the weak is in each of us. And... And there's no way we can get rid of it. I mean, even, even if we are, say we have a good week, and it just seems like everything seems so perfect, I'm doing so well, and then one thing can happen, and I lose it. Oh, why don't you just shut up? Oh, why did I say that? You know, it, it just comes out. We're, we're riddled with good and bad, strong and weak. It's just in us. That's one of the reasons I love that little card that I distributed a couple years ago from Matthew Kelly, those seven steps, those seven prayer steps, um, because I used it this morning again. I always at 6 or 6.30 right in there. I have my coffee, and I use that little card. And if I don't do all seven steps, it doesn't matter. I like the first two the most. The first one, I just sit for a few moments in gratitude, and I tell God what I'm grateful for in the last 24 hours. It's usually the same. It's relatively good health. It's, it's, I'm in a place that's secure and safe and, and feels peaceful. That's really a blessing. And I don't really have to worry about it. I'm really, really blessed. But then when I move on to the second one and I examine in the last 24 hours, when was I my best self? Name sometimes. And when was I not my best self? Not my best self. I don't even have to go to when I was my worst self. I could do that, but when wasn't I my best self? And as I collect those and reflect on them, then it says, now talk to God about that list. 
And, and I find it, spiritually speaking, one of the nicest things that's happened in the last 10, 15 years. It's, it's an examination of conscience, but it does it in a way that's positive, too. It doesn't just look at the bad. When was I my best self? That's a worthwhile thing to notice. And when we do and keep putting it before our eyeballs, uh, we see it more clearly, and it kind of calls us to move on. So that's one thing that Jesus is speaking about, letting the weeds grow up with the wheat. We can separate them later. But then he moves on to another parable, and he talks about um, a seed where the growth is in that seed. It's not an outside force, but it's in the seed, a mustard seed. And he says when this is planted, it's a tiny seed, but it's one of the biggest trees. It isn't, but, but that's the example. And the birds all come and nest in it. And that's a kind of growth that also is happening in us because you know, we're made in God's image and likeness. There's goodness in all of us. Even in the worst person, there's goodness there. And sometimes it gets obscured by stuff, but, but that is our responsibility to help that seed grow. And that is the kingdom of God growing in, in, within us. But then he uses the last parable, and, and maybe this is the most instructive. He talks about uh, the kingdom of God being like a dough, bread dough, that somebody comes and puts some yeast in, and it begins to rise. So that the kingdom of God is something outside of us that is planted inside of us. And I thought that the introduction that I wrote uh, three years ago, actually, um, said it nicely. This is what he said. Uh, he said, <clears throat> God plants the seeds. God brings forth the harvest. God separates the good and the bad and filters out what needs to be filtered and set aside. It's all about letting this kingdom of God and this kingdom of heaven gently find its way into our lives. <clears throat> If that is indeed the truth, then, you know, we're here to say today, and we should say every day, say, God, do it. Work on me. Love me. Call me. Put your light in me. Fill me with your spirit. Let me groan and you make sense of it. But God, I want to hand myself over to you so that you can work in me and bring about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God.